Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Who are we, and why Star Wars? Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Records of the Republic. My name is Wade. I am one of your hosts. Kevin, you are my other host. Say hi, Kevin. Hey, everyone. So we are two buddies who are also Star Wars fans and part of our friendship came together, uh, or we were brought together, I should say, by our, our love and and. Uh, adoration for Star Wars. A little bit about myself. I am 27. I live in North Carolina and I have a beautiful wife named Penny and we have an adorable little son named Gene. He is one and a half and currently at that age where he's finally starting to get into to different things like Star Wars and or at least be able to kind of watch the shows with me and seem entertained. Obviously the uh, animated series Seems to hold his attention a little bit better than any of the live action stuff. But uh, I'm really looking forward to these next couple of years as he really starts to latch on to hopefully Star Wars and other things like Marvel and Lord of the Rings and, you know, all that nerdy stuff that I'm a fan of. Kevin, tell me a little bit about yourself. So I uh, am 26 years old, so I'm the, I'm the baby of the, the group here. But uh, I'm married to a wonderful woman. Uh, of six years now, it's actually going to be seven years soon to when we started dating. So uh, that's pretty insane uh, to think that I have I am alive long enough to have been in a seven year relationship. Um, but we have three children together, uh, two girls and one boy. They're one year old, um, seven years old, and eight years old, and only one of them has the uh, Star Wars gene. They got they got blessed with that gene, and it's it's Zachary the boy. Um, and I actually I'm gonna brag a little bit because it's just happened about 45 minutes ago. We were playing Battlefront 2 together, and um, he wanted to. He told me he wants to play on Camino because he wants to be a clone. So yeah, uh, that was yeah that made me really really proud. Um, but I live I live in New Hampshire, uh, but. I did live in North Carolina, and that's that's where uh, I met Wade back in the day in, in college. But New Hampshire's home; it's where I was born. It's it's where I always wanted to be. So, uh, Star Wars has always been in my life, um, ever since I can I can remember. Honestly, I don't have I don't have that moment like you do, Wade, where where you know like where you were and, where um, and what happened. who introduced you to star Wars. I don't really have that. My I assume it was Jesus. my parents. <laughs> That's my yeah, exactly. moment with, with star Wars <laughs> come to Obi-Wan well, Kenobi space. Look, Jesus. I wish I remembered it. Yeah. Space <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, I think it was my parents that introduced me to star Wars, but like I said, I, I really don't have any memories of not loving star Wars. Right. Um, I had the old VHSs and I, and I would I would watch them specifically the original trilogy, yeah. um, 
although I grew up when the both of us grew up when the prequels were coming out, I still was a bit like when when Phantom Menace came out, I was probably like three years old. So uh, I wasn't seeing that in, in theaters. Um, the only yeah, one that I, I did see in theaters. Go ahead. The only, the only one that I did see in theaters was Revenge of the Sith. Um, and even then, I was still a bit young, but I do remember it. And it was a cool experience. Yeah, for me, like I I was three or four when I, I mean, I think Phantom Menace had either just come out or was coming out when I was introduced. I was over in California. We were visiting my uncle and aunt's house, and I'm sure I was probably being a little obnoxious kid, you know, at that time and knowing what age I was. Um, and my uncle happened to have the original trilogy um, in a box collector's edition. And so he sat me down in the bedroom, uh, in their bedroom, where they had another TV away from the adults. And he put the first one on for me, and I just watched all three straight through. And, uh, you know, from wow. there, it was just like love at first sight you know <laughs> like the idea how old were you three or four and you watched all three straight through yep wow yeah no kidding like i uh i i have a knack i love i like i love movies and i think that's probably what set it up like when i was in second grade for example i was in tennessee with my grandparents and they didn't have any of the star wars movies but they happened to have the extended edition lord of the rings trilogy and so I remember like every day that they would let me sit in front of the TV, I'd be watching those. And that, I was there for like two or three weeks straight. And I watched those movies so much that like to this day, when I watch them with friends, I will quote the movies as they're happening or like, you know, say the line that's coming up. Right. And it, it drives my friends nuts. Like they, they won't watch those movies with me. It's always, Hey, we can watch star Wars. We can watch Harry Potter. We can watch Avengers, whatever. We're not watching Lord of the Rings with you. And so, but that's, that's kind of nerd nerd. I I can sit in front of a TV and if it's something I'm fascinated by, man, I will just dive in and lose track of time and what's going on. And my uncle actually ended up gifting me that trilogy set because of how much I loved it. So that was my, my introduction to star Wars. And like I said, from there, it was just nonstop love. You still have it somewhere. Uh, yes, I don't have it on my bookshelves of nerddom right now but i do have them i think they're actually at my mom and dad's house because i still haven't gotten all of my crap from my childhood out of there you've got to get your hands on it that if there is anything that belongs on those shelves it's it's those movies man i imagine they still have those three and they might have my original three prequel trilogy as well unlike you so i know you said you had gone to see revenge of the sith in theaters i did not um we didn't grow up really going to the theaters as kids like we had a cheap dollar theater near us that would always play like movies that had come out the year prior or yeah year prior or something like that you know but that was our experience for the movies we didn't really go to like harkins or amc or any of the expensive movie theaters so we just waited for stuff to come out on VHS or DVD eventually and then rent it from places like Blockbuster, you know, and then if we really, really liked it, then we might buy it. But growing up, like I always saw Star Wars a little later after it came out, when it came out on VHS and my friends would have gotten it, that sort of thing. And then eventually my parents bought me the prequel trilogy um, for different, you know, whether it was birthday or Christmas or, you know, whatever. Uh, they eventually bought me those growing up, but yeah, we never went to the theater. So that was kind of a, so the, 
the VHSs, what were they like the original cuts or were they Yeah did they have some of so, George's edits? Yeah, so the the trilogy set that my uncle had was actually the original cut before they did like wow. the edits to Return of the Jedi. I ended up later on buying a VHS copy with the with the edits that have been performed. Um I went ahead and had that, so I had that copy with me, you know, the one where it shows Hayden Christensen as the ghost and yep. stuff like that. The, the first time I saw that, I must have rewound or rewind. I don't know. Is it rewinded or rewound? But rewound, um, I, think. I rewound that thing probably 10, 15 times because I had seen the original cut and it was Old Man Vader. Right. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't believe that they had gone back and changed it. And to... added in. Yeah, I thought it was such a cool touch, you know. And I actually learned something about those edits just today um, on TikTok about part of the reason why George made some of those edits in the first place. Um, I don't think it. I don't think it was the reason why he did the Hayden one. Cause I think that one came later. But um, in the '90s, I think it was '97, he put out the special editions, um, and I learned that that was because of a nasty divorce with his ex-wife because she was so uh, involved and responsible for so many of the like practical effects and stuff. uh, He found, well, he had to pay her a lot of money and a lot of royalties on those movies for that reason. So basically what he did was he found, he discovered somehow or somebody told him, I don't know about a copyright law where if you make so many changes to a movie, it essentially becomes a new movie. So he edited a lot of the things that she did, so he didn't have to pay her anymore on those special editions. Whoa. I just yeah. thought he wanted to, like, update and change a couple of things, or, you know, like, that. that's kind of crazy. I never knew well, that. it could be a little bit of both. It could be completely wrong, too. I didn't hear it from George. Yeah, that's fair. That's totally fair. So... A little bit about me growing up as a kid. Um, you know, I was that kid who any chance I got to play imaginary with friends, you know, whether I'm a Jedi or whatever, like I absolutely loved it. I had to collect all the action figures. I had, you know, multiple different, like I remember every birthday and every Christmas for a couple of years in a row, you know, my grandma and parents would say, what do you want? And I'd say, okay. I got a list and I, you know, one year it would be like, I want this Obi-Wan action figure and this Anakin and then this lightsaber. And then the next year it would be like, I want this Ada Actus or, you know, Ada Starfighter or Actus class. I think it's Ada something Actus class Starfighter. That's the Jedi Starfighter, if I remember correctly, from the uh, Revenge of the Sith. And then I forget what the one from... Attack of the Clones is those triangular ones. I don't remember. It's a Delta something. I'll look those. Which up. one do you like better? Uh, which one do I like better? That's hard. I think the the Ada Actus class is pretty sleek, to be honest. That's the Revenge of the Sith one. Yeah, yeah. Um, here, I'll pull it up right now. Ada Actus class. Yeah, eat it. I think those ones are cooler, but there's a nostalgia element to them too. I, just the opening scene of Revenge of the Sith, which yeah. spoiler alert, it's my favorite one. Yeah, so it's the Ada Actus. 
it's the Ada Two Actus class uh, Jedi Starfighter, and I think those are slick. I mean, it, it depends on what we're talking about. If we're talking about the action figure version of it, yeah, like the the Ada was better. I don't even remember. I'm sure they had the uh, the Delta, and I'm gonna look it up and see exactly. I think it's Delta 7B Aether Sprite. Is that it? Is that it? Yeah. So it's the Delta. I think they had a Delta 6 and a Delta 7. But those are the triangular ones that the Jedi first use as their light interceptors. Um, but for the action figures, the I, I grew up having a couple. I had both Anakin and Obi-Wan's Ada 2 Actus class. And then I had a couple of vulture droids. I had a tri fighter with the buzz droids. Like I had a whole bunch. I think I had General Grievous's uh, starship at one point. Like I had a bunch. But then when it came to Legos, I think I actually liked the Deltas better. Um, I think you I think... gave me Anakin and Obi Wan's Deltas. Yeah, probably because I had a couple copies of those. Like they've come out with for Lego Star Wars. They've got like eight or nine different versions of um, Deltas, the Aether Sprites. But for the Ada 2 Actus classes, they had like three or four. I mean, they've got, you you know, you, you get the same ship modified every so often. So like Anakin's Ada 2 has been re-released a couple of times and Obi-Wan's has and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but they had Anakin's, Obi-Wan's, I think they had one with, it, it wasn't Kit Fisto's, but it can't, the set came with Kit Fisto for whatever reason. And that was the hyperdrive ring, Interesting. uh, Ada 2. It was actually Obi-Wan's, the blue one that he flew to Utapau. They have that in the Lego Why set. would Kit Fisto be a part of that? I don't know. I don't know. But that I don't think he was, sense. he wasn't really included in a lot of stuff. So they were probably <laughs> like, Hey, we're going to, was... we're going to give you a bonus Jedi. Buy one, get one, you know? Inclusivity. Uh, <laughs> but the Deltas, they really had a bunch of different variants of them. That You know, they had uh, Sazy Tens and Plo Koons and Ahsoka Tanos and Anakins and Obi-Wans. And they even had Anakins from that old Clone Wars, the original Clone Wars animation style, where he has the, like the big giant jet turbine engines on the front and, you know, the extra wings on the side. And, you know, it's a heavily modified Delta um, Aether Sprite. And so they've got one of those as well. And that one was really cool to build. But I think for Lego purposes, I really just like the variety of Deltas that you can get versus the Adas. But anyway, so, you know, I had a bunch of those toys. You know, I dressed up as Anakin. I think it was second grade. I dressed up as a pod racer, Tatooine slave Anakin, where I get the little mask and goggles and everything. It was so cool. But I remember like, the one, I won't say it was a demand, it was a request for my parents, a very, a very unpleasant request, or unpleasant from their perspective, um, because I, I would not stop talking about it. But the one thing I wanted for my costume was to have Anakin's lightsaber, which, looking back on it, kind of bothers me because it wasn't accurate to what happened in the movies. You know, he didn't have a lightsaber until Attack of the Clones, but kid me was like yeah i'm gonna dress up as anakin as a kid and i'm gonna have a lightsaber beat that so my parents indulged me and bought me a lightsaber and uh that was like i i dressed up as a jedi that year and then i think there was another year i dressed up as darth vader for halloween and 
you know, I just, Star Wars has always been a part of my life from first watching the original trilogy on. I don't think there's ever been a point in my life where I've kind of walked away or just kind of stopped caring or stopped watching it. Like, I know we both have gone through that drought. I mean, and every, just about every Star Wars fan, um, at least in their adult years at this point, have gone through that drought uh, period where we really didn't have much coming out or any news about anything new coming out besides video games and books. Um, yeah, I mean, we I after Revenge of the Sith, I didn't really watch anything new until Force Awakens. I mean, at between then, I, I had picked up The Clone Wars, but I didn't watch it when it was new. Uh, that was something that I picked up as a teenager. So I had... I don't know what between had to be 10 years, 12 years between episode three and then episode seven. Yeah, that sounds about right. Let me see. Episode three, I think came out in what was it? 2005 or was it a little later? I think so. Let's see. So maybe nine years. Cause I think force awakens came out in 2014. No, I think it was 2015. Man, we're close to 10 years from that. Yeah. That's yeah, nuts. I think it was 2015 that it came out. But yeah, I mean, movie-wise, we had a big period of time where we didn't have anything. Um, yep. Like, when Clone Wars came out, I remember I was watching it while it was coming out for the most part. Not as religiously as I do now, but, you know, I definitely watched um, episodes whenever I had free time to watch TV between schoolwork or sports or whatever I was doing. Um, you know, if it happened to be on TV and that was before the days of like Netflix live streaming and stuff like that, where, you know, you had to, you had to go onto the guide on TV and check to see when right. that specific show was coming on. And if it was coming on at 4 PM, I told mom, Hey, can I watch the TV from four to four thirty, or, you know, whatever it was so I could see that episode. Um, now we can just go on Disney plus and, watch everything we want for as long as we want. Nice. You know, it's very nice. I, I didn't even watch rebels when it was on. That was something that I had watched when it was all done, but that one was because I just didn't have Disney XD. Right. I was a poor college student and I couldn't afford it. Yeah. I never had Disney XD either. Um, don't do this to any of our listeners, but I found, you know, like the pirate sites that you could watch them on and stuff like that. Like I would occasionally look, look for those opportunities to watch star Wars and, then I realized that was bad, and I shouldn't do that. And so yeah, nothing like admitting a crime on the internet <laughs> to uh, so, our many, many listeners. Yeah, I, well, if if I get listen, if I get arrested for this, then we know we have at least one listener, and that's a win for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but you know, I start I pay for Disney Plus now, and I don't share it with anyone, so you know, yeah. no one's mooching off me. About... I've never broken a law in my life, so. Um... I'm in the clear. Yeah, well, I'm proud of you, bud. Thanks. That makes one of us. So, uh, to go into a little bit of story about, like, how Kevin and I met, uh, we both ended up going to the same college here in North Carolina, and we actually met over football. Um, and this was not, like, tackle with pads and we're playing other schools. This is, like guys who just wanted to get out and hang out and play flag football on a Saturday and then maybe go grab, you know, some hot dogs or something together. Um, it was not serious, at least amongst our team. There were teams that took it seriously, but 
we were not not among those. Um, but we had met. I guess we were in the dorm during the team meetup. Yeah. Um, and I remember you were wearing your Patriots jersey because you're a huge Patriots fan. Um, Damn straight. And we all forgive you for that. No, I won't. I Ain't won't. nothing to forgive, man. <laughs> I sleep very nice with the memories now. I will admit that it is over, but I will sleep nice knowing that I've got those six championships. Yeah, as a Bears fan, in my I, I've got no room to talk at all. <laughs> we haven't done much. But, uh, yeah, so we met through football, and then at some point, I was working at a hotel here in North Carolina as a front desk manager, and you were looking for, was it just part-time work at first to supplement? No, I was looking for full-time work. and You were looking for something um, to replace your other job. Yeah, I was working at Domino's at the time, and uh, it just... I didn't, I didn't like it. And I, I had always wanted to work at a hotel. Believe it or not. I know that's kind of strange. Like how many 20 year olds or how 18, I don't know how old I was, but how many people that age are like really wanting to work at a hotel, but I wanted to. Right. Well, and so I hired you as my front desk agent at first, and then you ended up becoming my assistant manager, which was pretty fun. Yep. But uh, at, up to this point, we had still not at, at any point really talked about Star Wars, um, at least in any kind of depth. We might have said something in, in passing at some point or, you know, liked another, like, like the status we posted on Facebook or something like that. But we hadn't actually had any in-depth conversations about Star Wars at the time until, and you tell this story best, so <laughs> you go ahead right. and tell them how we... We discovered our mutual love of Star Wars. So I don't think that up to this point we had talked about Star Wars at all or knew that the other person was into it because I remember when this happened, I was kind of nervous. Like, I put myself out there a little bit. But um, So we were working on shifts together. I might have been training or you might have just been helping me out. Um, but you had gone upstairs to go help a guest with something. And we had our walkie-talkies and you asked me a question and um, I answered it, and your response, and I'm, if I don't do it justice, I want you to do it, because it's important that everybody hears how you said it. Um, but uh, I gave you the answer, and you went, Roger, Roger. Uh, and at, looking back, it's pretty unmistakable, right? Like, there's nothing else that's like that. But I was nervous, and I was like, so I don't know if you meant this, but that really reminded me of one of the battle droids from Star Wars. Do you know what that is? Uh, which I learned was a stupid question. Uh, and No no okay. question's a stupid question, Kevin. Well, at the time, it wasn't. But looking back, it was like... Knowing what I know now about you, um, you are probably the biggest nerd in general that I know, but I learned that it was very much on purpose that you that you said Roger Roger like that. Well, and the funny thing is, you know, we were talking about this the other day while we were planning this episode, and I didn't, I, I subconsciously have not stopped using that with other hotels that I've worked at since, you know, I left that hotel, moved to Arizona, and started working with a much bigger chain, uh, working my way up in management. And at each of those properties that I worked at over there, when someone would send me something over the radio, 
I would say, Roger, Roger. And, you know, sometimes I'd get weird looks when I came back to the desk or back to the office. And I just, you know, I just ignored it because they're missing out. That's their loss. But, you know, I didn't, it just became something I started doing regularly after, after our hotel work together. But yeah. And then from there, you know, like while we were at the hotel, I'd stay late after my shift or stay into your shift or, you know, whatever, come in early, um, and just come in or stay in to talk Star Wars. Like I could be well off the clock, um, or (laughs) I might've come in like an hour or two early. And I would just come in so that we had time to hang out and talk because, you know, outside of work, we both had school going on. We both had other, other commitments and priorities, and we didn't have as much time to just hang around, hang out at the time. I was living still with my parents for my freshman year. And I think you were as well, weren't you? Or were you living in the dorms? No, I was living in the dorms, but I was also still working at Domino's. Okay. So, and then I know at, at one point I, I, moved on to campus, but we definitely weren't in the same riser. Um, right. So, you know, we just didn't have as much time to hang out outside of work. And so I'd take that extra time sometimes, or sometimes you would, and we'd just hang out at work and talk Star Wars for a couple of hours at a time. And, you know, there were times where you'd come in um, and see me, like, building different Lego sets or, you know, obviously watching Rebels or Clone Wars. Working hard. Say again. Working hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I can say all this now because I have no connection to that hotel. But yeah, kind of hanging out in that little cubby hole. Well, you know, there's not as much to do in a hotel when all the customers are busy doing their own thing. And, you know, if everything's taken care of, you do get some downtime, which is kind of a benefit of the job. But I used to straight up play Battlefront on my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I say we got downtime, we got downtime. That was overnight, though. Way more downtime. Yeah, yeah. The overnight shifts were long. Those ones drug out so much. Yep. But, and then, of course, while we were doing all this, you know, learning each other's love for Star Wars, The Force Awakens is coming out, you know, and we were getting excited about that. And for me, this was my first experience seeing a Star Wars film. I mean, first of all, this is the first film we've gotten since early to mid 2000s. And so that in and of itself is just mind blowing. And I'm an adult. I've got a job. I've got adult money, you know, which means I can go watch the movie premiere in the theaters if I want to do it. And uh, so we ended up buying tickets to go see it that Thursday night it came out. And I think, like you pointed out, I think it was a midnight premiere, a midnight showing back when they still did like. Yeah strictly midnight at thir- on Thursday nights. You know, now they'll do it at like 6 or 7 p.m. on Thursdays, and it's just not the same. But we uh, we went over there and stood in line and waited uh, for probably at least an hour or two in line um, just to get in, get our popcorn, and get everything situated to see the movie. And, man, were we not disappointed. Like, I know there are some that, complain about the force awakens and you know whether it's a just a reproduction of a new hope or whatever like yeah you, i get it i get those complaints but you know they introduced new characters there was some new story plot and they really left it off with a lot of opportunity to expand and really create these fun stories um 
from the end of The Force Awakens. And I just, um, I remember us being in there and like the opening, like nothing's ever, nothing's actually happened in, <laughs> in the movie yet. Plot wise, not, I mean, nothing. And the opening sequence, <laughs> you reminded me <laughs> that all we do is we see Star Wars show up and it's just that opening roll of words and everything. And we, man, we both bust out. Like we're not like <laughs> sobbing out loud, but we're like, obviously we're tearing up and I wouldn't look at you and you wouldn't look at me. Cause I'm not showing you that I'm crying and uh, you're not going to show me you're crying. <laughs> so, but man, we were just, we were so incredibly excited. Um, and that's kind of where our hearts are with Star Wars. Like that's, that's ultimately who we are. We're just, we're so excited about, uh, you know, reliving old memories and experiences and video games and stuff, but then also looking forward to all the new stuff. And, you know, you take the good with the bad, you know, sometimes things are not going to go your way or go how you expect them. Or, you know, Disney taking over Lucasfilm that there are going to be growing pains and going into that. I think we probably should have expected it. Um, you know, did it turn out the way we wanted it to? Eh, you know, that is a little, no. iffy. but they've, <laughs> they've refined it a lot. I think over time they've taken uh, fan yeah. opinion and feedback into consideration. They've gotten uh, new guys involved um, that really care about fans and not just, you know, blanket fan service for the sake of fan service, but, you know, things that we actually care about wanting to see, you know, I think a lot of Star Wars fans were not happy with the direction they took Luke in in The Last Jedi. I think, you know, Disney took that into account. And we got Luke and Mando, and we got Luke and Book of Boba Fett. And the Luke we see in both of those is, you know, much more like what we expected based on our experiences with the original trilogy and the EU. So, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're refining, you know, they're they're going through this process of trying to get everything. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be 100% what we want, but they're trying to figure out a way to make Star Wars enjoyable for the masses. So people who have no experience with Star Wars, people who have limited experience, and then people who are like EU professors, uh, you know, <laughs> like these people who have PhDs in the EU and legends content, like, they, they're still trying to help please them, but also not focusing on that as their main goal. But, you know, that's who we are. We, we're just these passionate nerds who, who love Star Wars and love to, to share our love of Star Wars with others. And, you know, since then, uh, despite not living in the same state, I mean, I moved to Arizona in 2016 and you moved to New Hampshire how many years ago? Uh, it probably, I think it was mid 2018, 2018. Okay. I thought that was the yeah, case. I think so. Cause I know since I had moved back to Arizona, I had also come back out here and visited and visited you and Jess, um, at one point out here, yeah. but you know, despite that distance that we've had and continue to have, um, we still are constantly talking star Wars. You know, we play, uh, Battlefront together all the time. And I say all the time, we play it maybe like once every couple of weeks, maybe every week if we're lucky, if we have time, but we both have jobs, we have wives, we have kids, we have houses to take care of. Like 
there's a lot going on. So we're not always on Battlefront, but we still get that opportunity to play every once in a while. And both Jess and Penny are wonderful about allowing us to have that time to kind of nerd out for a little bit. Um, so Definitely. huge shout out to them for <laughs> allowing us to do that. And then to do this, you know, the podcast, I got to give them as much praise as I can because <laughs> we need them on our side. <laughs> but, um, you know, we play Battlefront together. Uh, we send each other articles every chance we see, you know, any, every time we see something different or new or exciting or, you know, this announcement's been posted or this fan theory's out there and it's gaining traction and, you know, oh, did you see this in the new trailer? Did you happen to notice the color of uh, Din Djarin's left shoe in the third second of the, you know, opening scene? Whatever. You know, we send each other stuff like that all the time. Um, we will sporadically send each other gifts. That one doesn't happen as often because we're both broke, but or at least I'm broke. <laughs> but no, I'm with you. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll send each other stuff every once in a while. And, you know, that's just, that's who we are. We're, we're big star Wars fans. Like even to the point where star Wars has like not overtaken our personal lives, but we both have big moments happening in galaxy's edge. For example, um, when we got married, first of all, Kevin was one of my groomsmen in my wedding. And, uh, that was an awesome experience. His wife did the photography for us and she did an incredible job. I mean, the pictures were wonderful and we've got one group shot with the, with me and Penny and then the groomsmen and bridesmaids and the groomsmen all had wands held out and the bridesmaids all had lightsabers held out to the side and just did this awesome editing with it to get the lightsabers to glow and the wand tips to glow. So it looks like we're, we're casting the spell Lumos or something like that. And so it's just, it was a really, really awesome nerdy moment for me. And so I, I purchased a, a huge copy of that that I'm going to get framed and hang up on our wall at some point. Cause it was just, that was so awesome. But after that, Penny and I ended up going to Disneyland uh, for Galaxy's Edge for our uh, honeymoon. And I know that's not everyone's destination of choice necessarily, but Penny knows how much I wanted to go to Galaxy's Edge, and I've, I've just been wanting to and wanting to and wanting to for a while. And she loves Disney. We're both Disney adults. Like, we love Disney. And so we had that opportunity to go, and, you know, it was just it was so much fun getting to walk around and, and see all these life-size uh ships you know you had pose x-wing you had an a-wing you had tie fighter you know you had all these different ships hanging out and around and to see them life-size scale and then of course you have the millennium falcon and that's just that's such an experience to get to see you know uh penny and i we got the we got our matching mouse ears that one says bride one says groom you know whatever and i remember turning the corner with her and she was in front of me and I'm just a little further behind and I turn and I just stop. And I, I just, I have to take it in. The Millennium Falcon is just so incredible. And Penny eventually realizes that I'm not behind her. I'm not like right beside her. And she turns around to look for me and she goes, oh my gosh, you're such a nerd. Because I'm sitting there with tears running down my face in the biggest smile. And I'm getting my camera out and I'm taking pictures left and right. And then we walk up and one of the photographers from Galaxy's Edge says, oh, I see your hats. 
let me take some photos for you. So some of our honeymoon photos are in front of the Millennium Falcon. And of course, I, I told Penny if she wanted some in front of the castle, we could do that. And she said, yeah, we're definitely doing that because the Millennium Falcon was not necessarily her thing <laughs> as honeymoon photos go. Um, but that was our awesome experience with the Galaxy's Edge personally in our life. Kevin, what, what about yours? So for me, I have, a, I have another Galaxy's Edge story. But um, back in, what year was it? 2021? We got to take the family to Disney World for the first time. And um, I'm also a Disney adult like you. But um, I had been many times in, in my life. But it was, uh, for my wife and the kids, it was their first time. And it just so happened that uh, we were pregnant. And nobody knew yet. The timing worked out really, really well. So it was just a really cool opportunity to uh, make an announcement and use Disney for the announcement. So right. uh, I had never been to Galaxy's Edge. And I, I think she had the idea to make the announcement with the Millennium Falcon. I don't, I, I don't think I can take credit for that one. But um, so we all, I had a similar moment walking around the corner and seeing it. And um, I think I was just speed walking the whole thing and like stopping <laughs> and pointing at things and, yeah. you know, the droids, the music. And um, it just was the type of thing where that was my moment for the trip. And um, I wasn't really paying attention as much as I probably should have to if everybody was around me or if I had just gone off on my own, but, um, made it around to the, the Falcon and it was, it was the best part. Like it definitely was the star. Um, and we all got together. We had a, a onesie made and it, it said future Jedi on it. And we all took a picture yeah. and then posted it to Facebook. And that was our announcement that we were having a baby. And, um, it also had a lot of weight too, because we had, Jess and I had been trying for a long time to have, um, another baby. So it carried that kind of weight too. Uh, and then she did her own, just like, just like, you know, you with, with Penny, she wanted to, to do a picture a honeymoon photo at the castle. We also did an announcement photo at the castle and we kind of did our own. Um, but yeah, galaxy's edge is sick. I, I've been one other time since. And, um, I didn't get to do rise of the resistance the first time because mm -hmm. it, it was still when they were doing the virtual queue. And, right. uh, one of the great tragedies of my life is how I went to go sign up to join the queue and it was all working and everything. And then I go to choose the people in our party and it crashed. And when I went back, oh, no. uh, it was full, but I got to go last year and, and got to ride it for the first time. And it was, it was incredible. Uh, it's just so awesome. I mean, it's, it's one of the coolest experiences um, just how immersive those that ride is is just incredible to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Smuggler's Run is awesome too. We we did get to do that one the first time. Um, and I will say as a tip, uh, don't be a gunner if you if you get the choice. Uh, don't be a gunner. You want to be one of the pilots. It's so boring being a gunner. You don't do anything except push one button the whole time. Yeah. Whereas if you're a pilot, like you're navigating, you know, if you're on the, on the right side, you get to make the jump to light speed. And that is, that's a nerd moment right there. We get, getting yep. to do that. So that's a pro tip right there. Don't tell anybody in your party, just do it. Well, I think when I went, I was a gunner too, but I, I don't think I pressed the button enough 
I just remember staring at the screen the whole time and nerding out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. I would make a horrible gunner in real life because I'm not paying attention to anything going on. <laughs> yeah. I'm just watching what's going out the cockpit. <laughs> but yeah, Galaxy's Edge. Well, and it was, you know, speaking of kids, you know, you did a really cool gender reveal <laughs> related yes. to Star Wars. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so that one, that one was cool. Um, again, this was it was you know something that we had wanted to do for a long time, and um, again, Jess had the idea of doing a Luke and Leia theme. So, you know, our we didn't know the the gender of the baby. So, what we wanted to do was ignite a lightsaber, and the color of that would tell us what the gender was. But part of that meant we either needed to know ahead of time. So we bought the right lightsaber or we just bought both of them. So uh, we bought a a blue and a a pink lightsaber. And uh, my sister-in-law was the one who found out first and was going to hand us the correct lightsaber. Um, But it was such a cool experience. You know, it, it was, so Jess really made it a cool, right. Every detail, like when I walked in, they had Revenge of the Sith on the TV for me playing. Um, and then we timed the music so that when, you know, the the main theme started, that was when we ignited the the lightsaber. Um, and it was pink. We had we had a we had a baby girl who's now thirteen months old. Um, but it's just another example of Star Wars being a big part of my life. Um, and another bonus of that is we had an extra lightsaber and uh it's i gotta send it to you wade soon it's it's in the box and it's all packaged up i just it's kind of a weird item right it, it it's expensive to ship um for that reason but i'll that's get it really, to you at some point soon that, that's really why i wanted you to tell the story just so our five listeners know that you owe me a lightsaber yeah i have it i just have to get it to you <laughs> no we thought it was cool because like you know, we both had kids around the same time. And, you know, I remember like joking originally, like, you know, well, if it's a girl, you guys should give me the blue one because then we have matching lightsabers for matching kids, you know? And I thought that was so cool. And then it ended up being a girl and we were like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Why not? Right. What am I going to do with it? I'm stoked to add that to my lightsaber collection. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so that's just kind of, you know, this is kind of your your introduction to Wade and Kevin, the Star Wars nerds. Uh, we we just we absolutely love it. We love Star Wars. We love being nerds. Like there's no shame in it from our point of view. It's just no. it's a fun world to get involved in. And to me, it will always come back to lightsabers. Lightsabers are the coolest things on earth. You can't change my mind about it, and you shouldn't try. <laughs> in fact, if you don't believe it, you should change your mind. But well, I think that's part of like the difference between us. We spend a lot of time looking at things, but you're the details. You want to know, like, you want to know whose hilt is whose, and every single detail about everything. And I'm the story guy. Like oh, yeah. you, you'll send me like those Easter eggs of like you, like you said, Mando's left foot or whatever, and I'm gonna send you the um this this little quick scene advances the story mm-hmm. and and it calls back to this and um like. I, in my opinion, Anakin's story from episodes one through three, including the Clone Wars, is one of the best 
character arcs of all time. Like the emotion in that storyline, and I could, I won't, I won't keep going because I could talk about it for a long time. But um, I think I'm the story guy, and you're the you're the details guy. Yeah, I can agree with that. So to give you guys a little bit of an idea, this podcast is really ultimately just for me and Kevin to be able to talk Star Wars and share our opinions and kind of how we view things. You know, how's the, how are things going? How do we like this show? Uh, have we read any books lately? It's really just a chance for us to sit down and schedule out some time in our busy weeks to be able to talk about Star Wars together and then to hopefully interact with some of you guys. You know, I know there are a million different Star Wars podcasts out there and Kevin and I actually both listened to a couple of them. Uh, you know, there's some good ones like Rebel Force Radio, which is like the OG, um, we'll shout them out, the OG Star Wars podcast, like Jimmy Mack and Jason Swank. Those guys are hilarious to listen to. They've got great insight. They have a fantastic understanding of Star Wars. Like they've been in it for a long time. So, you know, there's Force Center, there's the Resistance broadcast. I mean, there, there are a million different, you know, Children of the Watch. There, there's so many different uh, Star Wars podcasts out there. So we're not really trying to like become this huge up and coming podcast or anything like that. We're really just wanting to sit down and talk Star Wars with you guys and with each other. Um, we're gonna talk about movies at different times. We'll talk about TV shows coming out. We'll talk about different books and video games. I mean, all these different things. Any predictions we have for stuff coming out? Like, I've got some pretty hot predictions for skeleton crew that i doubt will happen but i would love to see it come to come to bear fruit um you know we'll review stuff we'll react to stuff you know just just talk about star wars basically um we like connecting with with other fans um we're not here to bash star wars i mean there are things that we'll talk about that we don't like at times but we're not really here to to (laughs) grow the the toxicity in some areas of the fandom and we'll talk about that on another episode at a different time but you know we'll talk about the good and the bad and things we like and things we don't like um but it'll always be in an ultimate positive note of you know we're getting more star wars you know at the end of the day we may not have been a fan of everything but more star wars will lead to more star wars you know if something doesn't turn out right and there's enough feedback about it they'll change it and go in a different direction at some point. Like they did, you know, that's how they kind of started out. And so, you know, ultimately, even if I don't like what's coming out right now, you know, I have my opportunity to voice my opinion and then go back to enjoying everything that I do enjoy and look forward to seeing what else they may come up with. You know, there's, I I like to look at it this way in that there's a little bit of Star Wars for everyone. You know, there's different Star Wars for different age groups, different generations. We grew up in the prequel generation. You've got the OT generation. You've got the sequel generation. And, you know, then you've got all the different shows that they've mixed in at different times. And so there's there's just so much out there that if you don't like one thing, that's fine. I think you can go find something that you do like and then talk about that and tell us why you like it. So that's kind of our goal here is really just to sit down and talk Star Wars at the end of the day. Um, Definitely. You know, we right now we have a Twitter and if you look up Records of the Republic, you'll probably find us. The The actual username is kind of weird. We had to take out some of the 
syllables to make it fit. Not uh, some of the vowels, I should say, not syllables. Some of the vowels <laughs> and the spelling. Um, English is hard, man. I'm not. I'm not an English major. I didn't. I don't speak well. <laughs> but uh, so we're on Twitter. We're on Reddit. Reddit, if you just type Records of the Republic, you'll find us. Um, and Reddit's probably one of the bigger ones we're going to be using to interact. But, you know, we're not on Instagram yet, not on YouTube, not on, you know, TikTok, whatever, you know, the ticky talk that all these kids do nowadays. We're not on any of that yet. But, you know, at some point we might be. Um, definitely not against it. But, you know, we're going to talk about Bad Batch. We've got a lot of Bad Batch that has come out recently. Um, you know, we were, we're down, we're in five episodes now, I think. Yeah. Right. Five. And, you know, some of it's really been pretty exciting. Some of it's just been like reintroduction to characters. Some of it's been introduction to new characters altogether. And then obviously there's some of it that's filler. You know, I've seen a lot of people lately complaining that, oh, I waited a whole week to watch a filler episode. And I'm like, well, what do you think it was like growing up watching Clone Wars? Because over half of Clone Wars is filler episodes. You know, At as least. a kid, like, <laughs> there were so many episodes that I remember watching and thinking, all right, well, it doesn't have that much interest or, you know, that it doesn't really move the story along all that much. But, eh, it's cool. You know, Jar Jar is dressed up mattering, like a Jedi. Though. Like, when, when are they going to learn that it all has relevance in the end? Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, you know, uh, I think it was <sighs> Rebel Force Radio was talking about it the other day. And, um... They were talking about, you know, Mina Bonteri. Like, I remember that episode in Clone Wars, and I thought, well, this isn't all that interesting, but all right. And then they name-dropped her in Episode 3 of Bad Batch in, ironically, the more important episode, like the most exciting episode to watch, in my opinion. They mentioned, they, they made a reference to one of the more boring episodes of Clone Wars. But you completely miss that if you skip that filler episode of Clone Wars. So... You know, and at the end of the day, I'm just excited to see more Star Wars, you know, the Definitely. the most recent episode where they're, you know, basically pirates looking for treasure like it was Star Wars meets Pirates of the Caribbean. And it, I mean, it was fun. It wasn't anything crazy. It didn't really like move the story along in any dramatic way, but it was interesting. I mean, it was fun. It was exciting. And kids love it. I mean, there's no way you can tell me that kids don't like that. Like, the kids are enjoying it, and ultimately that's what animated Star Wars is for, is for the kids. They throw in the stuff like Episode 3 for people like us, you know, the adults who are paying for the subscriptions, <laughs> you know? Or maybe but, not if they're if, if your name is Wade. Well, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, so we've got... We've got Bad Batch two season or season two out right now. We've got Mandalorian season three coming out. We've got Ahsoka. We've got Visions. We've got Skeleton Crew. We'll have Acolyte. I mean, there's just so much coming out and either wrapping up filming, like Skeleton Crew just wrapped up, which I'm super excited to see because hopefully we'll get some more details about it. And I'm just throwing it out there right now. I'll go ahead and make my prediction about this because I want to get it out there. Oh, here we, we go. We actually get any details. I think they've kept it under wraps because I think Jude Law's character is going to be kind of like a Kyle Katarn kind of character from the EU. And I think this group of kids that he's trying to take home, in essence, are younglings who are either being recruited or are on a journey back to their home in 
Luke's new Jedi order. Um, and I was talking to Kevin about this the other day. I don't think it'll happen, but boy, wouldn't that be awesome if it does? I mean, to me, that would be awesome. That would be such a great, awesome nod to the EU for so many of us fans who, who grew up with the EU at different stages in our life and want to see so much of that actually become canon. You know, so even, you know, I don't know that they'll do Kyle Katarn necessarily if they'll touch that character, but I think that's what his character is going to be similar to, if not at least named Kyle Katarn. But I think that's what we're going to see. I mean, to me, you know, the first time we saw Luke in at the end of season two of Mandalorian, we were like, dang, you pointed out like that's an that's an expensive cameo, like awesome fan service, expensive cameo. Um. And so it was awesome to see, you know, no one complained. We all loved it. But then I was kind of surprised to see him again in Mandalorian season 2.5, AKA Book of Boba Fett, you know, when we see him and they're building the temple and it's the temple that we saw demolished in the force awakens, you know, in those visions in force awakens and in uh, the last Jedi, it's that same temple. If you look at the structure, you can see it's the same exact temple. So, you know, why are we getting these episodes with Luke in Book of Boba Fett? I mean, we've got Mandalorian in Book of Boba Fett to begin with, which has already kind of overshadowed Boba himself. Like, when you bring him in, he's the next upcoming greatest thing to happen to Star Wars. And then you're bringing Luke in and you're, you're doing even more expensive cameo with him. And, uh, you know, seeing the, seeing the building of that, Jedi Temple, to me, that leads me to believe that Filoni and Favreau are planning on doing a lot more with Luke and with the new Jedi Order. Um, I could be wrong, and, you know, if I'm wrong, which I probably am, I won't be upset, but that's my prediction for Skeleton Crew, and I think that's one of the reasons they kept it under wraps so tightly, is because they knew if they let it go hog wild people would just go absolutely nuts you know it'd be like end of the world apocalypse people would go that nuts so anyway that's my prediction about skeleton crew don't know if it'll come true pretty sure it's probably not accurate or anywhere near what we're gonna get but that would be pretty cool to see uh come to live action well just come to canon in general so that's all the time we have for today. We're going to try and keep these episodes anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour max so that they are short and easy to listen to. Uh, we're going to try and cover fun content, crack some jokes, talk about life, just uh, catch up with each other, and catch up with you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Records of the Republic, and we look forward to seeing you next time.